Al Anderson Afternoons, the podcast. Hi there. Coming up on the podcast, Winnipeg's hotshot Danny Duggan from Canadian Wrestling's Elite. And he's bringing a special guest with him, Tommy Dreamer. Mark Belash is a Winnipeg photographer. Wait until you hear this story. He met a couple of incredible women. I'm so happy they're all getting the recognition they deserve. And he's been bugging me and bugging me and bugging me. And so now I will let Clay Young interview me about my upcoming hip replacement surgery. Please rate the podcast. Please subscribe to the podcast and now the podcast. Hotshot Danny Duggan is here from Canadian Wrestling's Elites. You know, I love you, Danny, but not a big deal. Uh, the gentleman you brought with you, though, is a big deal. Tommy Dreamer. Pleasure to meet you, Tommy. Nice to meet you. Happy to be back here in the peg, even though it is very, very chilly out. But uh, yes. that's normal up here this time of year. Did you ever wrestle back in the day here? I have wrestled in Winnipeg many, many times. Uh, probably the, three years ago when I was uh, f- I went back to the WWE for a nice little stint. It was my second to last show for the WWE. We wow. tore it up. I wrestled the Wyatts. Cool. That uh, evening. But no, I've wrestled here a bunch of times. You're wearing a, a Houston Oilers hat. I love that. I went old school for yes, up here. I, I, love I don't that. have any Winnipeg uh, Jets uh, gear. So if uh, anyone's coming to the show tonight and wants to donate some uh, Winnipeg to, Jets to gear. To the Tommy Dreamer <laughs> uh, Foundation, sure. You know, now that uh, I'm 47 years old, I've been wrestling since I'm 18, and uh, I've been to every baseball stadium. And now uh, when I'm my own boss. Yeah. Last year, I did 206 wrestling events. I always either try to come in a day early or stay a day after to go to a, a local game. Mm. And those Jets tickets are pretty hard to come by yes, as well are. as uh, they weren't playing this weekend. Or else I would have been here a couple of days earlier. But yeah. I will get to you in a second, Danny, but I just want to make sure we, we clarify something. So uh, things move quickly in the wrestling world. You are no longer with the WWE. You're writing. You're actually doing this. You're interviewing uh, on Sirius and you're writing. Yeah, I do a, a bunch of things. I'm, I'm a writer for the Edge and Christian show, which is uh, airs on the WWE Network. I, right. mean, I still have a great relationship with the WWE. I also work for uh, Sirius uh, doing a, a show called Busted Open, as yeah. well as working with MLB Network and uh, working with uh, different fantasy uh, sports on a series as well. Beats working for a living, eh? Yeah, uh, I enjoy it. <laughs> and uh, it's, you know, as we discussed off air, I've always been the guy in the chair, but now being basically you yeah. interviewing, it's right. it's, uh, it's a different task, and I, I do enjoy it. It's challenging. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Danny, I don't know how you get the big names, but you got another one in town. Tell us about what's happening tonight at Rookie Sports Bar. Hardcore over haircuts. Yeah, we're kicking off 2019 in a big way. We're at the Central Hotel Rookie Sports Bar. Uh, big event starts at 8.30. That's the bell time, and Tommy Dreamer will be in the main event. He's in a six-man tag team match and is being contested under extreme rules. So those familiar with his ECW run will be quite familiar with what's going to go down tonight. All right, well, tell us a bit about that for, for people that maybe don't know. Well, extreme rules essentially means no rules. <laughs> so the, the the rule book's being thrown yeah. out the window. Uh, weapons are legal. There's no countouts. There's no disqualifications. And there must be a winner. There you go. He always puts me in these things. I've known him for a long time. We've been friends for a long time. Yeah. He always puts me in these things. I think he forgets that I'm 47. But uh, <laughs> no, like I said, I, I love wrestling. I'm happy I'm still doing it at such a, a high level and uh, just Happy to be back here in Winnipeg. Yeah, I don't want to bring the the mood down, but I do want to ask you about Mean Gene Okerlund passing away this week. I'm sure you've got some great Mean Gene stories. Mean Gene was an amazing man. If you ever talk about uh, 
the legacy of a human being. It was covered. It's covered in so much uh, real media, and I love that about him because his style. When when the announcer's job really is to get the talent over. But if you think about it, I had his action figure. Um, everybody knew who Mean Gene Oakland was. Yeah. For me, I grew up, he was the voice of many generations. I grew up watching him when he was in the AWA. And then to, one, him not only know my name when I first met him, when I met him in WWE, but then to become friends with him. Uh, he was still super knowledgeable about the wrestling business. Uh, loved it. Still had his wits about him. Um, just hearing like he had suffered a fall in December yeah. and that's kind of what led to the downfall of his health. But, um, a great man. I, I, I say this with, with he, everything he said out of his mouth made it better. Yeah. And, you know, even doing the Kevin Hart commercial at his age yeah. and just still contributing. Uh, I did something, uh, I have my own wrestling company as well. And we put a camera and I said, Hey Gene, do you want to do something? And didn't tell him anything. And he put out probably 30 to 40 seconds of pure genius to yeah. the old call the hotline today. I got the scoop. I mean, just yeah. made it all. Run, don't walk. Exactly. Yeah. And just made it so, so special. And, yeah. and he loved he loved wrestling. He loved the wrestling fans. And it's uh, it's very, very sad. But you know what? He lived his life the way he wanted to. So yeah. I always say don't mourn death, celebrate life and go on the WWE network, go on YouTube and watch his greatness. And, and yeah. the best part about wrestling fans, they put up all his, uh, his blunders, all his like great interviews. And he, he just, he enjoyed what he did for a living. Yeah. So that's Wh- important. Whoever he was talking to, he made that wrestler bigger, stronger. Uh, he, he made the, the wrestler he was interviewing better and he put asses in the seats, right? Absolutely. Was there anybody better at that than him? Nope. And, and uh, you know, I know because I'm a crazy wrestling fan still, you know, he had a few matches, him and Hulk Hogan tagged. Uh, and first they did it in the AWA, then they did it in WWF. And it was just amazing. They did like a whole training video and Hulk Hogan comes in and he's already worked, you know, to work out and Mean Gene smoking a cigar, reading the paper. <laughs> and he's got a cocktail, uh, <laughs> right. like a Bloody Mary right there. The day. And Hulk Hogan's like, what are you doing, brother? And he's like, what are you doing in my house? You know, and uh, just stuff that, you know, yeah. if you go back and look, you remember what you fell in love with professional wrestling. And he was a big yeah. part of me falling in love with professional wrestling. I like to have Danny on every once in a while because I just really... Uh, I met Danny a few years ago, and I just think it's so cool that he's doing what he's doing from Winnipeg, which, let's face it, is over the years has been a wrestling hotbed. But he's taken, you know, what he's doing right across the country now, which, and you have your own wrestling company. I mean, talk about how tough that must be. Absolutely. You know, it's it's just a different form of following your dream. But as uh, me and Danny discuss a lot of times, you know, dealing with, certain talent dealing with, you know, putting the show together. Plus you want to go out there and you want to perform. It's uh, at times uh, I know I say, why do I still do this? But then at the end of the day, when I see, and I learned this from Vince McMahon, smiles on people's faces. I know my day was a good day. So that means a lot to me. Hardcore over haircuts. Uh, Danny goes tonight again, bell time, 830 at the Central Hotel out in T-Town, Transcona, Rookie Sports Bar. What else have you got going? Are you are you going back out there again on tour? Or? Yeah, most definitely. This month actually is our 10th anniversary, so we're going to be doing oh, a Happy big, anniversary, man. Thank you. Uh, 10th anniversary tour is going to be happening in March going through May. We're going to be doing 38 dates across Canada, wow. which is a new, country, a new company record. We're covering British Columbia, Alberta, Saskatchewan, Manitoba, and Ontario. Mm-hmm. And it hasn't been announced publicly yet, but we're going to be going 
going as far as Toronto with our first event there. So Excellent. we're expanding at a rapid rate and we're really excited about it. Yeah. And it all started here in Winnipeg, so we're it, really grateful for that really as well. It really did, and that leads me into maybe my final question. We're almost out of time. What is it, Tommy, do you think about Winnipeg and, and Winnipeggers? Why are they such good wrestlers? So many have come from here. What, what's that all about, do you think? Uh, I would say passion, you know, as well as for me, it's always supporting your local, your local town. You know, if you think about the Jets, you know, they weren't, uh, they were kind of like, it's so far away. We just, we forget about them, but Mm -hmm. you know what? They got a hell of a team and just like local wrestlers or local independent wrestling. You got some great local talent here and they support the community and, you know, coming out on a Friday night to see some good old wrestling is, it's a great way to celebrate. Yeah. Guys, thanks a lot for coming in. Danny, again, thank you for the access to, uh, to your friend here, Tommy Dreamer and, a hotshot Danny Duggan and Tommy will both be at Hardcore Over Haircuts Rookie Sports Bar tonight, 8.30 bill time, out in Transcona at Rookie's Sports Bar. Joining us here with a great story. I've been so excited to tell this story. Mark Belash. Hi there, Mark. Hello, Hal. Nice to meet you. Very nice to be here. So you have a photography company in town. Tell me about that. Well, it's called Vintage and Vogue Photography. Uh, professional photographer, and we kind of specialize in the vintage theme, vintage styles. Right. And that would include like 1950s pinup, 1940s, the old Hollywood look, and any kind of shoot you'd like with a vintage flair. And you were on a Facebook page one day that features both photographers and models, and you met a couple of people. Yes. uh, This was back, I believe, in about March. Uh, it's a Facebook group for photographers, models to collaborate and create sessions together. So right. one day, this woman named Crystal, she sent out a message to everybody saying, hey, something like disabled model here looking to do a photo shoot. Well, I looked up her page, looked at her background, and I was so amazed, so impressed. Uh, the amount of hardships and challenges that this girl goes through each day right and she still has the energy to want to do a photo shoot and i thought boy i got to be able to come up with something for got to be a part of this yes this was incredible yeah and you took some pictures i set up yes a photo shoot with her in winnipeg at a studio um there was definitely a lot of challenges uh to get it done uh the timing her transportation i all kinds of things uh even just getting her dressed um Posing, she yeah. has very limited uh, right. ability, movement, and uh, yeah, it turned out fabulous. It sure did because there she is. That is your photo, right? That's it on the cover of Pinup Life magazine. This is uh, a big magazine in the states. Yes, it's a very popular pinup magazine published through the United States and Canada, and it was a special issue in November. It's called a diversity issued theme. Yeah. So they were showcasing, you know, all the people uh, in the pinup genre that, yeah. that uh, you know, different Deal with walks challenges. Ab- absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And boy, Crystal, her images just look fabulous. She had such a positive attitude, and I learned so much from this woman. Um, and I was so thrilled for her that she was able to uh, get on the cover. Yeah. And also, you took photos of Dottie, and they ended up in the same magazine. Yes, that's correct. After my uh, very enlightening experience with Crystal, I wanted to, you know, travel further down this sort of path of people breaking barriers and sort of tie it in with the vintage theme. So Dottie, 
She is an amputee. Uh, her left leg, I believe, is an am- amputated. Yep. She has a prosthesis. I approached her through the Limb Loss Society of Manitoba. And another positive-minded girl. She's 57 years old. So much energy. And we did a pinup shoot with her. And what I think is really cool about this, Mark, is we've been emailing, and now we've met finally, and you are just so inspired by these women. Maybe talk about that. I came away first from Crystal Shoot. It was, honestly, it was really mind-blowing. I mean, there's everybody goes through these days, you know, you're a little bit down, you have some challenges, struggles. Mm -hmm. This woman, I mean, her best day, I would not be able to handle. Mm -hmm. I mean, the things she goes through, and she meets it with a positive attitude. I was so impressed at the shoot. I mean, we had to stop for medications. We had to stop to, uh, she needs 24-hour assistance. So there was a girl there helping her with the posing. Perfect, positive attitude, energetic. I mean, it inspired me. I wanted to do better Mm -hmm. because she wanted to do better. Yeah, and the same with Dottie. Exact same thing. I mean, with Dottie, we did an outdoor shoot, and uh, the idea was to do, it wasn't to sort of have every shot show, you know, her amputated leg or the prosthesis. Yeah. It was to show her and try to project her confidence. Her, her personality. Exactly. Yeah. And, and then showcase, hey, you know, sometimes, uh, you know, you'd have a full shot of her and sometimes a half shot, what have you. But in all cases, I mean, she was, again, energetic, posing, no yeah. problem, just yeah. a zest for life. Yeah. What a great story, eh? That you can do what you love, photography, and meet people like this that inspire you to be better. Exactly, how I mean, it's nice to do, you know, your regular shoots for yeah. clients and so forth, but sure. every once in a while you can meet somebody that just, you know, teaches you something about life and inspires you, and I, I take that with me now, uh, you know, just daily. It's a very refreshing to have that example from both these women. And joining us on the phone now, the ladies we've been talking about, Dottie St. Laurent and Crystal Rondo. Crystal's attendant, Amber, is going to speak for her. Thank you all for doing this. Thank you. So let me start with Crystal, Amber. How did Crystal feel when her picture ended up on the front of the magazine? She said she was excited about it. And she uh, and that her hard work got uh, noticed on the front page of it. Can you ask her if she'd like to do it again? Would she like to try and get in another magazine? Uh, she says absolutely. She's done a few different modeling um, gigs, and I guess ultimately that would be the goal for all of them. So she's happy that this one made it in. She likes to be able to show the different types of diversity that, uh, like different models. It's not just the stereotypical everyone that looks the same. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And Dottie, how did you feel when you ended up in the same magazine and Crystal's on the cover? I figure we're both two warriors, and we we deserve to be in that magazine. Absolutely, you definitely, definitely do. How important was it for you to be in the magazine and for Crystal to be on the cover? What message does that send to people? I think it sends for me, and I think maybe for Crystal too, that doesn't matter what type of a disability you have, just keep pushing forward and put your mind to something that you're passionate about. You know, Dottie, Mark was telling me how impressed he was with you guys, what you deal with every day, 
And uh, do you feel sort of superhuman sometimes or, or not? I don't, I don't know if I feel superhuman. I just get up and smile and get through my day somehow. Do what you got to do. You got to do what you got to do. Absolutely. Yeah. Would you like to do more of this? I would. This was actually my first time. It was on my uh, bucket list. <laughs> That's fantastic. Yeah. Well, the photos are great. They really are, well, Dottie. And I'm, I'm happy for you. Congratulations. No, thank you. And all out message too goes out to Mark for being patient with both Crystal and I. Hey guys, thanks a lot for doing this. And again, congratulations. Thank Thank you so much. Hey Mark, thanks a lot for bringing this to my attention. I really appreciate it. It's a great story. Uh, Thanks for uh, showcasing it. And uh, I was very happy to be the messenger for these two wonderful women. Clay Young, uh, he started bugging me two weeks ago when I was going in for this hip surgery next week. He says, hey, uh, you want to come on my weekend show and talk about it? I said, no, no. Then I got thinking and people were starting to ask questions and text and email and call about it and stuff. And I thought, well, maybe there's something here. And then I thought, well, let's do a segment on my show. So I fill one of the holes in my show. And then if you want, Clay, you can use it on your show this weekend. Um, Go ahead. Here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, hard-hitting Mike Wallace-type interview. Clay Young talks to Hal Anderson about his hip replacement surgery. Well, thank you very much, Hal, and it's uh, good to be here. As a matter of fact, I think I'll just take over this show, right, Sky? Yeah. Come on, Sky, you can get in on this. Pretend it's the weekend show. Sky Neller's producing the show. Yeah, you're doing... How is the weekend show working out, by the way? It's going gangbusters, buddy. Good, good. Sometimes we do occasional prank calls. Yes, oh, I'm well aware of that. Phone people very early to say hello. And yeah. Okay. What do, want, up, what do you know about? What do you want to know about the hip? All right. Let's talk about your yes. your upcoming hip surgery. Yeah. How did this all come about? How did you get in this position that you now have to get uh, a hip replaced? Uh, well, listen. And this is uh, many people have hip and knee surgeries. I'm not doing anything spectacular, no. but my story is a little more interesting in some ways. I found myself off the radio in 2014, four or five years ago. Mm-hmm. and realized uh, that I needed to focus on my health. And so I started losing weight. Uh, I've been, you know, the I'm the yo-yo guy, right, up and down over the years. And uh, I had herniated a couple of discs in my in my back, and so I decided to focus on losing weight. I lost about 100 pounds because I, I really knew that I needed to get lighter in order to have this hip surgery. My hip was starting to bother me. And uh, so I lost 100 pounds on my own. Mm-hmm. And then I flew to Toronto on my dime mm-hmm. and paid for gastric sleeve surgery because it was taking too long to happen here, and I, I needed to get on with things. And I lost, so far now, another 130 pounds, so I'm down right now about 230 pounds. I've kind of plateaued, but I'm still, once my mobility improves, hopefully, after this surgery, I want to, you know, try and continue losing more weight. Not mm-hmm. a lot more, but more. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's been a long time coming since... 2014 when I started the process, losing weight, my hip was starting to bother me, and and now I'm probably a couple of years past where I should have had my hip done. It's that bad. Like, the pain is incredible. Anybody out there that's dealing with hip pain, they know how painful this can be, and so I can't wait uh, for this surgery next week. So you were on a waiting list. So how long did it take you... Uh, you know, when like you from went the to time a, I for uh, me, I went to the doctor and say, "Hey, look, look, uh, we got to do something here. What, what do you suggest to the time?" Yeah. Okay, Mister Anderson, you're coming in on this date yeah, yeah. and getting it done. I think when I finally said, "Okay, put me in the in the hopper," uh, I think the wait then was 15 months for an appointment with the hip doctor, 
And then I met him, and he said, oh, yeah, by the way, it's now another 15 months. 15? Well, I guess I waited three wow. or I, Sorry, I waited three or four months to see him, and then he said, oh, yeah, it's not 15 from then, it's 15 from now. Um, but I, because I wanted to lose weight and all my other issues, I've been waiting probably close to three years, about three years to get the surgery. But I also waited for a doctor I wanted, right? Mm -hmm. I'll I'll give him a plug because he's apparently one of the best. They say he is the best. I don't know if that's true, but he's very good at what he does. And it's Dr. Hedden up at Concordia. Mm -hmm. So that's where I'll be on Tuesday. I'll get the new left hip and, uh, hopefully, uh, they get you up right away from what I hear, but hopefully in... Three or, or four weeks, I'm I'm getting around uh, okay again. Yeah, I hear they, they get you into rehab almost right away. Right away. Yeah, get up, let's go. And my doctor told me that the pain I deal with every day with my hip now, because my hip is done, mm-hmm. the hip I have now, the pain that I have with this hip, the day of the surgery on Tuesday, my doctor says the pain will be less than my pain now. That's how badly... Gone, my hip is right. How long do you think it'll be when you're you're back to normal? You're a hundred percent. I don't know. I, I don't know. I've never been through it before. So I'm right. just hoping for good things on Tuesday. I'm I'm hoping uh, Doctor Hedden is as good as they say he is, and uh, you know, lots can happen, right? You can get an infection. Uh, well, they might they might have to deal with your mess around with your muscle a little more, or maybe they get away with not having to do, do, do too much of that and your recovery is quicker. And so we'll see. I don't know. I've never been through this. Are you nervous? I'm nervous. Uh, I just want it to go well, you know? I just want it to go well. And my GP, Dr. Ian Maharaj, I, I'm going to give all my doctors a plug. Ian Maharaj, Neil Creighton, uh, Dr. Hedden uh, on Tuesday when when he operates, They've all been uh, uh, they've all been really great, and uh, I just want it to go well. You know, I'm nervous, but uh, my one doctor, Ian Maharaj, uh, my GP says, Hal, probably eighty percent of your mobility issues, hopefully after this surgery, will be done. You know, like it'll be that significant for me because my hip is way beyond, you know, how long I should have waited. Mm-hmm. When do you think you, you'll return to work? I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I'm hoping uh, maybe to be able to do the show from home in in a few weeks and then see. I don't know, but I'm going to make sure I, you know, I want to recover properly. I'm not going to, of course, not going to rush back. But I miss this. You know, I mean, we we talk about this in this business all the time. How much we enjoy what we do and how mm-hmm. we miss it when we're not doing it. So yeah, I'm anxious to get back, get the surgery, get the new hip, and get back. Well, we're all praying for you and yeah. we're all rooting for no, you. I appreciate and- that, and I appreciate all the text messages and. All the emails and phone calls, and we have great listeners. We have a lot of great listeners, and I'm excited to uh, to get on and, uh, you know, enjoy my weight loss and lose some more. And, you know, it's funny. I, I'll just end on this one note. We, when we're younger, uh, I never worried much about my weight when I was younger because ah, I just can't buy a shirt off the rack. Oh, well, big deal, mm-hmm. you know, and mm-hmm. we, we eat and do what we do. But then as you get older, you start to realize the consequences that come with decisions you make when you're younger, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And you go, wow, you know, I had a couple herniated discs and now I got this hip and what do you mean you don't really want to operate on me at that weight, you know? Mm-hmm. And you start realizing, wow, I've made bad decisions that are now kind of coming back to haunt me. But that's why when I was, I found myself off the radio, I said, hey, and there were some dark days, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. 
unemployed in that kind of pain. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, thank God for my wonderful wife, Jackie, and friends and family and uh, back on the radio doing what I love. And uh, hopefully uh, after that surgery on Tuesday, I'll be dancing a jig. We're going to film that. Are you? Yeah. The jig? Sure. Yes. Okay. I'll do play by play. Thanks for doing this, Clay. I appreciate this. No, thank this. you for, for allowing yeah. me to do yeah. this. Yeah. This Thanks will a lot. be uh, this will be on my show tomorrow. Yes, it will. <laughs> yes, oh, I'm sure it will We're be. We're killing two birds with yes. one stone. Thank you, bud. And uh, you're obviously a good friend too. And and I appreciate. Uh, it's great that we're working here together again. And uh, it's all good. It's all good. Hal Anderson Afternoons, the podcast, is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere you find your favorite podcasts.